everyone, and welcome to Channel Business Podcast with Hanne. Channel Business Podcast is all about sharing ideas, insights, and valuable tips from leaders around the world who have been rising through the struggles to where they are now. You become self-aware and just say, why am I feeling like this right now? It's because I have negative thoughts. As soon as you go back in there and get the negative ones out like an intruder in your house and put in the positive ones, immediately on the spot, you have new empowering beliefs. And that changes your whole state frequency and vibe, as they like to say. The podcast episodes will teach you about different things, what you can take in your daily life as a leader to take things forward from one step to another. We will talk about all facets of life. What are the essential steps for you to take the business forward? I'm your channel business podcast host, Hanne Nordinen, a global business influencer, taking you to this growth ride of channel business episodes. Today, we are diving into mindset. And our special guest today is Mr. Craig Siegel from New York, US. Craig Siegel is a born and raised New Yorker, passionate about transformation and to cultivate that edge that lasts forever. He felt guided and left his lucrative and stable job on Wall Street and went all in with his passion and purpose to help people. Nowadays, he dedicates his efforts and time to empower people by revamping their entire mindset to shine the light you are and find the courage in yourself. He really pushes people to be the best possible versions of themselves and who they can become. Crick is a high-energy keynote speaker, performance coach, online brand explorer, and host of the record-breaking podcast, The CLS Experience. He's been said to be a young rising thought leader who has already been featured in some most wanted and appreciated business magazines in the United States, like Entrepreneur. He's been endorsed by some of the world's most well-known celebrities in the US, such as Rob Dudrick, Ed Milet, Bethany Hamilton, Susan Summers, and NFL Hall of Fame, Brian Dawkins. Crick's unique combination of energy, motivation, inspiration, has led his cultivated lasting symphony to a contagious, never before seen explosion that has an aim to impact millions of lives worldwide. So it's my honor and a great pleasure to introduce Craig Siegel and have you, my friend, here in the podcast to talk about the power of mindset when transforming your life. So welcome, dear. Wow, what an introduction. Thank you so much. Usually I'm the one Uh, handing them out. So it's nice to be on the receiving end for a change. So much love and respect for you. We go way back. Uh, Every single time that you and I get together, it's fun and it's magical. Thank you for having me. I'm ready to rock and roll. Oh, excellent. Excellent. I'm really, really happy and thrilled to have you here on the show. And talk about this, this mindset, because it is so truly important to have the right kind of mindset when you are doing business and when you are channeling that forward to, to do the things beyond impossible so let's dive in i wish to know first and let the audience know what are you committed to and inspired to create in your life so so the mindset will either make you or break you right it'll take you to the highest of highs 
or it'll cripple you to the lowest of lows. The mindset is literally everything in business, in relationships, self-worth, fitness, you name it. And I realized that about 11 years ago when I got to Wall Street out of college, I also mm -hmm. simultaneously stumbled upon personal development and it was, my mind was just blown. I was absolutely blown away with the simple fact that where I'm at right now is not an indication of where I can be or who I can become. I can alter my perception, my perspective. I can change my map of the world. I can associate what pain and pleasure do into different areas. And ultimately, wow. I, could, I could develop confidence and stuff of this nature that I wasn't necessarily born with. And so I was absolutely blown away with the fact that you could reprogram your mind. And obviously, the most important thing is just becoming self-aware of your thoughts. What I think most people don't realize is that 75% of the thoughts that we accumulate over the course of the day are negative. So the, the greats or the legends, Henny, are the ones that are able to block out that interference. And then when they're feeling a little off, just say thank you to the universe is feedback and then go in and replace the disempowering thoughts with positive, constructive, um, and productive ones, which ultimately create new beliefs and create new results. And this blew me away. Uh, and I just blew me away. I'm just gonna fall off my chair now already. <laughs> <laughs> what are the energized. great words. Oh my gosh. There's so much in those words. You always get me energized. Oh my gosh. Thank you for that. <laughs> and thank you for those words. How did you find that? Like you mentioned that 11 years ago, you found NLP and then that made the transformation. But how did you come into the NLP? Like what was beyond I that? I, uh, so I was on Wall Street and I was learning about myself as a human being and, and I wanted to improve uh, and get better. And I was probably on the internet and I stumbled upon some inspirational videos, probably Tony Robbins and stuff like uh -huh. that. And then somewhere along the lines, I ended up on NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And at that time, um, I just became obsessed with working on myself. Um, oh, yeah. Look, it's one thing to be physically fit for the audience listening, but trust me when I tell you, it's much more impactful to be mentally fit. And so I seeked out a mentor in Manhattan uh, and I started working with him and he showed me the way in, in regards to how to reprogram my mindset and control my thoughts and my brain. Oh my gosh. So, such a big impact from that person. But it also sounded like, as you said, that you felt something that wasn't complete in your life and you, you were missing about something and then you went to search and then you find all this NLP and, and mentors and all that. But, what would you describe yourself? How would you do that? Like if you say three words that describe you now, today. Three words to describe myself? Yes. I have many words for you, but I want you to say something. From your passionate, passionate um, grateful, and weird. Oh, yes, you are all of those. I can do you know I like all of those, but in a good way, in a good way. Well, full disclosure, I'm probably one of the weirdest and strangest cats you'll ever come across. And I used to think that was a, a bad thing uh, and when I, until I stepped into CLS and I promised myself that take it or leave it, I would be my truest, authentic self. And I understood that I might not be everybody's cup of tea or glass of whiskey, um, uh -huh. but, 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 but I will be me. Uh, and, and the irony is, is the weirder and more strange I am, the bigger and more strong connection I'm able to form with the community and the audience. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That, that is so true. And, and like you said at the beginning, we've known each other for some time. 
And, yes. and you've also helped me to transform myself to the next phase. And from all of these experiences that I've been able to, uh, let's see, watch you and go along with you beginning of your CLS journey. Uh, it's been wonderful to see that change in you, but also to see the change in the people that you've coached, because I've also got to know some of those people and I cooperate with some of those people nowadays. So it really is everything what you said, the building a community and, and giving the passion to, to people who you work with. So yeah. Tell me a little bit more and to the audience, like, um, Something that the most uh, of the people that who know you, who work with you, that they don't know about you. Something a bit weird or funny. So, so what I think might surprise the audience a great deal uh, mm-hmm. is that I'm actually shy and an introvert. And, and people, when I tell people that recently, they, they're like, come on. Like they, they think I'm just messing around. But the truth of the matter is, is by nature, I, w- I was always shy and, and a little bit introverted and so forth. But, but when I put together the idea for CLS and I stepped into my power uh, to fulfill my destiny and my calling, I realized that in order to make the biggest impact possible on the world and contribute, um, then I would have to be in front of people and showing up each and every single day. And so now I'm very comfortable being uncomfortable. I show up each and every single day and this genuinely is the new me. Uh, but in the beginning, there was a bit of a transformation to kind of step up and, and show up each and every single day, especially on social media, where a little over a year ago, I had 300 Instagram followers. I had no presence or anything like that. Um, so I think that surprises people when I tell them that by nature, I'm actually shy and a little bit mm-hmm. more introverted, but not so much anymore. Not yet. Not so much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> in that you know, sense, what would you say to your younger self that you knew a bit earlier than you do now? What I would say two things to my younger self, I'd say number one, each and every single one of us have gifts. We have a dream in our heart. So when you, when you start hearing the voice to that dream, raise the volume, listen to that dream, follow it, explore it, see where it takes you. For so long, I had felt guided and I was trying to find myself and I knew I was meant for more than the Wall Street stuff and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't give myself an opportunity to really listen to that voice. The other thing I would suggest, and I don't have any regrets in life because I believe everything happens for a reason, the way it's supposed to, when it's supposed to. For example, I couldn't have started CLS two years ago. It wouldn't have worked. Everything had to happen the way it did. But if I had to choose one regret, it would be this, that I didn't seek out mentorship and support Ah. earlier on. The truth of the matter is, is we can't do everything ourselves. Mentors are there to help you. I don't want to say cut the line. But, but get to where you want to go a little bit quicker to remove some of the potential obstacles. As our mutual friend Dave Meltzer likes to say, yeah. remove some of the dummy taxes. Exactly. It's only, yeah, it's only an advantage to align yourself with people that are more experienced just so they can give you a little bit more of a different perspective and guide you. So those two things, listen to the dream in your voice and seek out mentorship. Uh, that, those are really, really good advices. And I would, I would actually say the same things. That just, just go when you find something interesting or when you find that something is not fulfilling you, just go and seek for that as soon as possible, because it may take you a day or it may take you 10 years to find it, but the sooner the better, but never is too late. As long as you breathe, there's time to make that transformation. That's it. You nailed it. It's never too late. Obviously the, the, the later you wait, the harder it gets, but at yeah. the same time, I'll, I'll just say this. 
to land the plane with that topic. I've lived more in the last year and a half than I did the previous 35 years combined. So the really? message, 100%. So, so the message to the audience is, is it's never too late. And once you really decide that you're going to listen to the, the dream in your heart and pursue your dreams and make an impact and utilize your gifts, once you do that, the seas begin to part. And that's when you can really have a quantum leap and everything changes in an instant. Oh, it does. It does. And I can tell that also from my experience, but yeah. it requires something. And I would like you to tell to the audience what is essential when you are doing these kind of things and when you are channeling the business forward. What are your thoughts on this? Besides what you said already. But <laughs> well, just be very strategic. And, and look, it's never going to be the perfect time, just like it's never the perfect time to have a kid or get married or start a business. Show up messy. You just jump in the fire and then you figure things out. I can't tell you how many people I, I, I've seen and come across specifically in the last year that they just don't want to start. They want to read all this information, listen to these podcasts before they ever start. That's not how it works. You so they dive just want in. Dream. That's it. You dive in and then you figure things out. And, and there's no such thing as failure because it's just feedback. You figure out what doesn't work so that you can figure out what does work and then you shift and, and you pivot. So I think the most important thing uh, is showing up and, and just jumping in and obviously being strategic about what you do and who you associate yourself with. Right. And, and then the mentors and, and people who have some experience and knowledge in that topic where you're going to go For sure. will help you and, and guide you along the way. So you don't Absolutely. have to know how and um, you just have to start and do things. That's it. All right. Yeah. So, from your point of view and, and from your experience, especially during the last year, which has been tremendous big leap for you and, and for people who've been following you and, and be, being with you on this ride, it's been a great thing. And it has given all of us lots of different lessons and gems along the way. So we've been learning from each other's. And that's what really is about having the right kind of people also around you. But what does it mean and, and what does it really require to have the right mindset besides the mentors and just starting and being a strategic? How, how can you Look, do that? People become addicted to their problems and, and their story. And I know this because I'm guilty of it myself. Like people have a rough past, uh, but for some reason they become addicted to that and to their problems. Because and it they feels have this familiar. Maybe so, or, or they're or just, or the victim afraid. mentality. Yeah, the victim mentality, right? I, I can't tell you, like, that's the one thing I, I can't take is the victim mentality. Like, why me? Like, I, I personally like to take accountability and responsibility for everything, even if it's probably not my fault. I just say, how could I have done a better job? Or, or yeah. why is this happening for me, not to me? Like, when I got that tumor on my foot. There are keywords, yeah. Yes, like, when I got that tumor on my foot a few months back, like, the old Craig would have had much more of a pity party, but now, even though it's hard to connect the dots in the moment, it's much easier when you're looking back. Uh, I know that life happens for me uh, and not to me. So in, in regards to the mindset, like I would highly suggest anybody listening to this right now is to update your identity. So you're not oh. a victim of the past. You're not in a mental prison. You're not standing inside your story. You have the ability to stand on top of it, to own it. And, and look, I'll even add this. You can't change the past. So if you're having trouble letting it go, change your perspective on the past. Maybe there oh were lessons God. to be learned and then utilize that to remove the shackles that are holding you back and move forward and update your identity. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> that is, uh, I've done, I have done that many times in my life. Updated my personality, updated my identity, and it's not an easy job. And it's definitely something what you said, you cannot do that alone. You just can't. The life isn't meant to be for us to be here alone, just but to be with others and have joy in our lives. So, so yeah, what would you tell to me or to anyone to listening? What is the critical parts to pay attention to those thoughts when doing the transformation? You just have to understand early, like what I said earlier in the conversation, mm -hmm. that this is backed by science. Nobody is exempt from the fact that over the course of your day, you have to combat 75% negative thoughts. So here's the best part, now that we know that. Thoughts are random, thinking is not. So what do Ooh. I mean by that? That means that all the thoughts that come to your head that are negative, that might be random, but you have a choice strategically on which thoughts you want to allow to take up real estate in your mind. And exactly. once you know that, now all of a sudden, a bad week comes down to a bad day, and even better, now it's just a bad moment. Because anytime you're feeling bad, you become self-aware and just say, why am I feeling like this right now? It's because I have negative thoughts. As soon as you go back in there and get the negative ones out like an intruder in your house and put in the positive ones, immediately on the spot, you have new empowering beliefs. And that changes your whole state frequency and vibe, as they like to say. And then you can go on with your day in, in a much more enthusiastic and energetic manner. So the biggest thing with the mindset is being self-aware that you get to control which thoughts you allow to take up real estate inside your mind. Oh my gosh. That, that is so powerful. That is so powerful. And Jim, do you think that people actually do that? Now, because uh, you've been coaching so many people now and, and you've been helping them to do the revamp and the and to transformation. Is it easy for people to do that? Or are, are they willing to do that? Or what's the trick over there? How you get people to do that actually? So that's the billion dollar question. Henry. <laughs> it's like this. It's like, it's simple, but it's not easy. What do no, I mean it's by not. That? Yeah. What do I mean by that? Like, if you understand what I'm saying, the concept is not rocket science. It's just practicing awareness and realizing that if you're feeling a little weird, very simple, replace your thoughts with more positive ones. The problem is, is people hear me, but they're not listening. And, and then like they, they, they get on fire for a little bit. They get some momentum. Um, and then something with life happens and they get dejected and they forget their toolbox that it's just oh. their thoughts. Uh, but here's the thing. Look, just like if you want to look good, you have to eat right and work out. So yeah. if you want to stay mentally fit, like you got to sharpen the ax every single day. For me, it's easy because I, I made this my life. So like listening to audiobooks, podcasts, stuff like that, like not only do I love it, it's not work to me. But it's actually technically my job is to continue to accumulate knowledge so I could pour it back into the community like you and my family and so forth. But at the end of the day is you got to sharpen the axe. You have to stay mentally fit each and every single day. But I look at it as fun. It's a privilege to sharpen the axe. So I don't think it's oh, yeah. a big deal. Yeah. But, but you just have to acknowledge that you got to work on your mindset each and every single day, even if it's just 10 minutes to start the day. I, I totally agree. So as you mentioned earlier, our mutual friend David Meltzer says that, you know, lower the bar and, and just do it a few minutes a day. Do one thing at a time at first and then add up to things that when you get right. a bit more familiar and a bit more comfortable doing the uncomfortable. That's so, right. So 
when person is struggling with these kind of things, but has to will. So there really is to pay attention to those thoughts and being selective what you go along with and then sharpen the act, like learning new things. Uh, it's easy for me to learn different kinds of things and, and just be around different places and, and meeting new people because that's who I am. But for people who aren't the extroverts like I am or, or so socially active, the shy ones, how they can do these kind of things? Yeah. Look, just, just commit each and every single day. Um, j- just like you would work out or, or just yeah. like you would eat food, right? Or, or just like you would spend time with a the, with the loved one, allocate 10 to 15 minutes each morning. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's just a couple things that you're grateful for. Maybe it's listening to a CLS Experience podcast or yours. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or channel business podcast. Yeah. yeah, or yours, right. Yeah. Or anything, but you just have to stay committed to it. Just like it's a chore. And I use the word chore just so that you can to associate it with just becoming part of your regular routine. But it's really not a chore. It's actually a blessing. Like you get to work on yourself. There's nothing better than that. Uh, so you just got to right. stay committed and be consistent. There's the word, consistent and persistent and being pursued to, to build That's your it. dream into reality. That's it. That's, it. Oh That's exactly right. That's right, yeah. So uh, I know something about you and there goes Uh-oh. the... <laughs> no, this, Uh-oh. Is, this, is a good, no, uh-oh. this is a good one. And this is something actually what we also share in common. Um, James Bond. Tell me about James Bond and the meaning of him into your life. Yeah, I I thought you'd never ask, right? (laughs) No. When I got to Wall Street, I didn't have a ton of confidence. And I saw all these like uh, brokers and people in finance making so much money, like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. Uh, And I was a fish out of water. And I said, oh my goodness, like there's two ways I can go about this, right? I could have imposter syndrome and say, I'm not worthy of being here. Or I can work on myself and realize that I am worthy. And if these people are doing it, so can I. I just need experience. And so I went with the latter and I started working on NLP and it came across the term of modeling, which essentially Uh for the audience listening, this is a tangible tool that you can literally apply immediately. I would find three to five people that you hold in very high regard in life. It could be fictional, non-fictional. So for example, James Bond fictional, non-fictional, maybe Tom Brady, Beyonce, whoever, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then on the right side of the page, just write a few attributes that they possess that make them great. And it's funny. In your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. When we were working together uh, probably a year ago now, we did this exact exercise. And and it was a big big breakthrough for you. So for me, with 007, when I think of that guy, honey, I think of confidence, swagger, being assertive. Like that guy is not going to be scared to pick up the phone. Oh, or yeah. talk to a client, or if somebody gives him a rebuttal on the phone, it's not going to ruin his day. He's just going to go into it. That guy is going to approach the pretty girl at the bar. He's not even going to think twice. That guy, the quality of his thoughts are empowering and, and they productive. Very, they, they're very selective. Correct. And they, he has the courageous mind yes. to put into action. And that That's is it. something. So, so I started modeling him, and then all of a sudden, like the, the non-confident Craig didn't exist because I committed to the process. And so I was absorbing James Bond's attributes and mm-hmm. putting them on myself. Doesn't mean that uh, I'm not Craig Siegel. At the end of the day, I'm still me. I'm just finding attributes that I like in him and, and I would 
utilize them. It's no different than when Beyonce is on stage and she taps into this alter ego, Sasha Fierce. Yeah. She goes nuts. She's one of the world's greatest performers. And then she comes off stage and she's Beyonce again. So I was utilizing this as James Bond at a time when I needed to build confidence. And it worked. I started to have a swagger. Everyone in Wall Street was like, who's this young kid? <laughs> uh, and, and it really worked. And I utilized some of those attributes to this day. And I still use the concept of modeling. It's a beautiful tool that anybody can use at any time. Oh, and it's free. It doesn't exactly. cost you anything. Exactly. It's yeah. free, but it's priceless too. Oh, it is. It is a lot. And I used to, back in the days, um, before this pandemic time, I used to sit in a cafes and, and just, you know, have a cup of tea or, or a cafe like there and just watch people passing by and just having a moment of, of, you know, just to be myself. And then at the same time, I noticed there's that I was looking at the people and just seeing that, you know, how they walk, how they dress, how they talk to each other or, or are they in a hurry or something. And I realized only later on that that was this modeling thing. And right. it really worked for me because I kind of borrowed something, you know, I, if I saw nice shoes, I, I was thinking, okay, I want to walk like that. Or I want to have that kind of shoes as well. That fits into my picture of my future self or the self that I want to be now. So That's right. it, it really yeah. is that simple to do it. And you can do that anywhere. Yeah. And, and then also it ties a little bit into like the law of attraction and the power of intention. Like yes. if, you're th- if you're thinking about how that person would show up, all of a yeah. sudden like, like you're, you know, an, an, it's an idea. So it becomes a possibility, but then you start taking action. So it becomes a probability and, and you start working towards that. And that's a good frequency to be in as well. Oh, it is. And then it comes to reality. Bang, you nailed it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I think that is one of the most powerful tools that a person can change his or her mindset and then achieve those goals and things, really those dreams that all of us has. That's right. So then tell me something about the quantum leap. <laughs> so, so, so here's my quantum story, right? A, a few months back, I, I was at a big speaking engagement um and i remember that you were a bit yes. scared of going yeah to the stage because you hadn't done that before that's right and we were playing uh football on the beach with the boys which is never a good idea uh and i got injured and i came back um and the doctor said i had a sprained ligament um so he put me in a boot for a week or two and i just felt very guided and called and my intuition said you should get an mri and so mm-hmm. I facilitated an MRI, even though the doctor said it wasn't necessary. Uh, and he comes back, he calls me up the next week and he's like, hey, uh, hey Craig, can you please come in? I'm like, uh, no, I can't. I'm a little busy. What do you got? Is it torn? They're like, actually, the ligament looks pretty good. But we found a tumor on the bottom of your foot. Oh, damn. Yeah. So it shook me up. I allowed myself about an hour of a pity party. And let me just be clear, like the old Craig, like that would have really rocked me to my core. But this mm. new version of me understands that life happens for me and not to me. So although I didn't know the lessons right then and there, I knew that some good would come out of this. And to be honest with you, it ended up being one of the biggest blessings in disguise in my entire life. And I'll tell you why. I had always been skeptical of the law of attraction and the quantum mm-hmm. stuff because it was beyond my senses. And it was hard for me to, to believe in the woo-woo stuff. But when oh, I was yeah. sitting there after surgery, and by the way, the tumor came back benign, thank God. I was on crutches. I wasn't going to be able to make the Chicago Marathon. Uh, and that I was still... your big dream at the time. You really Correct. wanted to do that. 
That's correct. And, and to be honest with you, I was talking about it like I'm going to shock the world. Yeah. There's a little bit of an ego in there. Let me be honest. Yeah, there was. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and then I, I was sitting there journaling one day and I said, if I'm ever going to buy into this quantum stuff and this spirituality and the law of attraction, this has to be the moment. Because I'm sitting here on crutches and stitches in my foot. So I dove in and boy, did I go down the rabbit hole. I reread The Secret with a different mindset. I befriended John Asroff, had him on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And I, I can't get enough of this stuff, Hattie. Like For the first time in my life, I understand vibrations and being a frequency. I understand that the person that's talking to you right now in, in this white v-neck with this scruffy beard, this five foot seven individual, it's just a yeah. vessel. It holds my soul and my spirit. And I am a soul and a spirit having a human experience. And, you- and when you realize that, there's literally infinite potential. There's nothing that you can't do. And I started to get really confident in my abilities and what I can accomplish. And so it occurred to me um, that everything happens for me, not to me. So maybe Chicago mm-hmm. was off limits. But all of a sudden, three weeks later, they had the New York City Marathon. And I started to have an idea. What if we can run that, but not run it for me? Let's run it for my dad to inspire him because he's battling cancer and, and also to raise money for American Cancer Society. Something much bigger than Craig. And oh, I was very able to- much bigger. Much very bigger. much bigger. Yeah. I was able to get to the start line. And everyone kept asking me, like, do you have any predictions? Like, do you think you'll be able to finish? Uh, and, and I just shut my mouth. I just said, no predictions. I'm just grateful for an opportunity. But yeah. in my head, I'm like, this quantum stuff is really starting to work for me. For the first time in my life, I'm experiencing real-time manifestations. Make a long story short, I, I was in another I just dimension. have all the time because there's so many gems in this one. I, I love this That's story. <laughs> We ran the marathon, the fastest I ever ran in my entire life, with also a broken foot. Didn't feel that. Um, but there were so many lessons to be learned there. Um, so, like, for example, shedding the ego, doing it yeah. for the right reasons, working within the ego. Uh, exactly. But also, that opportunity was, was provided me space to dive into this quantum stuff and to realize that I'm a spirit and all this energy. And so, although that story arc completed from tumor diagnosis to marathon finish, the real journey of life has now begun. And I've been in the quantum ever since. I just launched a mastermind that's going to start in March, which is called the Quantum Leap. Yeah. Uh, and I, I live in that space now for the first time in my life. Like I said, I'm experiencing real-time manifestations. I can't get enough of this stuff. And you're totally on fire. You're just like unstoppable yeah. here. I was like, how hard do I hold you in this char for <laughs> a few moments to have this podcast? But I, I just love this. And, and the energy that you have nowadays, not that you didn't have it before. Just different. It is different. And, and like you said, that I can tell that because I've been there seeing you and, and working with you. It really made a difference in you. And it made you like, uh, if I use word complete, in a sense, like it fulfilled you on, on these different edges. Like it really get your diamond to shine. Yeah. I, I needed it. Uh, and we God all do provided, need that. God provided me the space um, because, you know, for me personally, I, I wasn't slowing down anytime soon. That no. tumor provided an opportunity to slow down for a minute uh, and find the quantum and the law of attraction yeah. and not a coincidence, in my opinion. No, no, no. And, and I just can't, <laughs> can't help myself. You're saying that when you mentioned the law of attraction, there's also this uh, law of Goya. 
Do you want to tell something about that to the audience? Uh, I know Dave, our mutual yeah. friend, Malta, he loves that stuff. Basically, the law of Goya is get I, I love that too, because there's like what you said earlier, the persistent consistency and all that really comes in action over there, I think. But yeah, tell, the tell bottom, us a little bottom, bit something about that. The bottom line is this. You can utilize the power of intention and the law of attraction, all that stuff, but it won't work unless you put in the work which yeah. is get off your ass, Goya. But, but I want to yeah. be clear, like what I learned recently is like you put out the intention and then you do the work and then you surrender and flow. So you marry the process, you divorce the outcome. Um, I love and those that, words. And that's that's when the again. magic really begins to happen. Uh, but the law of attraction won't work by just sitting home and praying. You got to actually take action. Oh, definitely. And yeah. I, I just love those words that what you said that, you know, marry the process and, and, the outcome yeah you know? <laughs> I, i'd love to ask you honey like i'm curious like do you utilize the law of attraction stuff like that and what does it mean to you oh thanks for asking <laughs> this is, uh i do yeah so so the law of attraction it has been there for me and and with me along the years but there has been the times when the ego got too powerful and then i didn't follow and then what i noticed was that the uh, the uh, the things that i was doing they didn't, they didn't happen. It was a push and a push and, and lots of hardships along the way. And I just felt that what the heck is going on that I cannot do these things. I cannot accomplish these things. And it's so hard. So that was a few times in my life, those kind of situations when I, I had hitted my head to the wall too many times, I became aware that, oh shit, put the ego aside. And just listen to your inner self and, and the spirit and, and all this, what you've been saying that pay attention to your thoughts and what you really want. So it, it is a big thing. And I've noticed in my life that when I'm in that right kind of spirit in the frequency and, and paying attention to my energy, not taking it away, but, but putting and adding energy more, a good energy, then things just start to happen by itself. Isn't that everything like, like a good energy and a good frequency? Oh, yeah. I think that's the key. And I think you just proved that by your story, what you told so far. Yeah. It, it really is that way. But that actually leads us to a few things that I wish to also ask and, and let the audience know your point of view on this. The meaning of a vision and adjustment along the I way. A vision and adjustments? Yeah. You mentioned something about that, but let's talk about more of the vision. You know what I love about you, besides the uh, many thousands of things? You're challenging me today, and I appreciate that. I, like <laughs> I <to> be, am. <laughs> I like to be challenged. Uh, that's what makes it a compelling conversation, straight it up. Does. So I, I want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you. Um, the power of a vision. I'm a visionary, and I just have a big dream, and I have a vision, and the way I see it playing out. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've been so successful with CLS is because I have a plan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, like, like you can't hit a target that you can't see. Oh, definitely uh, not. Yes. So I think having a vision is key to success because that's how you utilize the power of intention. Uh, yeah. And then being able to make adjustments along the way, because spoiler alert, 
life will never go a hundred percent according to plan. Like you're a right? tumor in the the you know beach football. <laughs> that, that's exactly yeah. right. I thought I was running Chicago, and they're running New York with, with after surgery, best time I ever ran. So yeah. you have to be able to surrender and flow uh, and, and make adjustments on the fly, and and always keep the mindset that life happens for you and not to you. This way, when you have to make adjustments. Uh, it's not crippling. You just realize that, that, that it's just a little bit of a pivot. You can actually get excited about it. Exactly. And it can actually take you much faster to your destination, but it's just a winding road, maybe. That's correct. A path that you didn't even maybe figure out or uh, didn't have in your map. And That's I correct. love something what you've said. Uh, and I think that you've written it somewhere also that uh, a person's world, it's not broken, but it can be reframed or something like that. How, how does it go? So nobody's broken, right? Yeah. But sometimes the frame at which we see the world can be corrupted. And essentially we can change our perspective or alter our frame mm -hmm. and then we can create a new reality for ourselves. So, so for example, it. yeah, like, like I was saying yesterday in the membership call, you know, you, people don't have a business problem. They don't have a money problem. Like I can't make money. They have a you problem. It, it's something in your mindset that needs to be tweaked. What are you not doing that could be done a little bit more effectively? Or what actions are you not taking? Or, or why do you believe you can only go so far? And once you fix that, the money will come. So it's oh, not yeah. a money problem. It's an us problem. And, and when we change yeah. our frame and perspective, then all of a sudden we can kind of correct ship. Uh, and then, you know, whatever it might be that we're looking for, whether it be money, marathons, relationships, they'll, they'll flow to you. So th this is really the transformation. <laughs> That's how it's done, people. That's how it's done. So That's go it. and listen to that again, rewind a little bit and then come back. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So tell us something about the procrastination and the fear. What does it do to a person? Like you mentioned something a little bit, but, but the, the difference between men and women that you've noticed, I... I'm pretty sure that there is a little difference in that procrastination and fear, how we face it. Um, I don't know if I've noticed the difference. I think it's a case by case. A lot of people deal with procrastination. Um, I think it's because either they're not super enthusiastic or they don't have clarity on what they want to do. And as a result mm. of procrastinating, or sometimes there's fear like unworthiness or what if I don't succeed or, you know, what are people going to think of me or what if I fail? I think fear is actually a good thing because it's that's lear learning to work within the ego, right? Like for example, yeah. you mentioned earlier on in the conversation before my first big speaking engagement where I was going to be on stage pretty early on in into my new career or reinvention. It was, yeah. Uh, I felt a little bit of fear, not like I'm not going to do it, but that was my that was a good thing because that was my ego letting me know that this is a big deal. You should take yeah. it seriously and put in the work. Yeah. So if, if I didn't have any fear on my first one, that would be egotistical. You know what I'm saying? So the bottom line is I think fear can actually is misconstrued. I think it could be a good, like, for example, when I run marathons the night before, even though I know I could do it, I still have that feeling, you know what I'm saying? But I think that's a good feeling. I think we need to lean into that because usually when you go through fear is where the major growth happens on the other side. Uh, and in regards to procrastination, I think most people are just looking for some clarity. And once you yeah. have that, trust me, you won't procrastinate because you'll be excited. Oh yeah. And, and you're a really good example of that. You just go ahead towards your fear and, and go beyond that. That's it. Yeah. hundred so percent. Just, just have to go. Right. 
that's you it. have to do. That's it. And seek people for help. I think that's also a big thing that you find the mentors, people who are there, who are somehow alike you, not too much alike, but, but something who you can challenge. And You know, I, I never articulated what I'm about to say like this, but, but based on what me. you just said, I, I think the, the most egotistical thing that we can have or do or think is that we could do everything ourselves. Oh yeah, that's ego. a crap. <laughs> How's that for a reframe, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is something new from your your lips, I would say. Yeah, it, that it is really new. is. And it is such a good thing to say because I think lots of people are are having fear or procrastination or different kind of thoughts. Yeah, that's some pretty deep stuff. I'm, I'm actually going to write that down. Do it. Do it. <laughs> That's some gold right there. And I think, the, the, you know, that's very important for everyone else to hear. It is. And, and you can tell that again. I will. So this is really something that what we are facing here at this moment that, you know, when you have people in your network, you just have to find them from different phases of life and different areas of life and and find your tribe it may take some time and it may be hard but once you find them the the people really lift you up they support you and and push you forward and and help you just just achieve your goals that's it i think that's that's amazing so tell tell us again what you've written down oh so so i basically wrote uh, the most egotistical belief that we can ever have is to think we could do everything ourselves Oh yeah, I love Craig that. Craig Siegel original, inspired by <laughs> Henny. Yes, <laughs> that, that was awesome. No, seriously, the, the straight up, that that's that's gold right there. It is, it is, and I think yeah. that is, from my point of view, that is one. Well, there are lots of lots of things, but that is really one essential thing when you are channeling business forward, yeah. and and to go, you know, forward in your life itself that you cannot do and you shouldn't do things all by yourself because we correct. all need people. Yeah. I love telling stories about the Robinson Crusoe, you know, you know, when he was in the, in the Island all by himself and even the movie shows that how he missed people having like-minded people around him. And he, he had this old volleyball over there and just painted the face over there and was talking to him or her. And, and that just proves it, that we need people. So don't be by yourself. That's absolutely correct. That's why I formed the CLS community, which is really a family. Uh, and the best, every, what, the best compliment I get from everyone with that is like, you don't even have to be around and everyone's just interacting and supporting yeah. each other. And that was the vision. So it's just such a beautiful thing. And I know it you've is. connected with so many people in there. I'm sure you've formed some unbelievable connections and friendships and it's going to keep growing. And that's what it's all about. It is. And and there's that actually <laughs> answers to my next question that why anyone should have people around like like-minded people mentors or coaches like sport world uses those coaches and really the support system a lot but in the business we don't use it that much until nowadays more and more so, correct yeah so there we go so you just you just can't do things all your, all by yourself and i think one of the things is that because we don't have the time or the skills to do that. We really need the support system. And, and I love the African proverb that goes something like this, that, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. And love I love that quote. I love oh, that. I always one. love that. It really resonates. 
Yeah, me with me too. It, it, it's one of the best things that, you know, one of the lessons in my life that I've learned. Okay. For sure. To closing to this talk with you, couple of questions. What's the next thing that you wish to level up in your life? Ooh, it's a good question. I suppose the answer is, is more speaking engagements, although they're happening right now. And I'm mm -hmm. very grateful. I'm traveling to Atlanta next week. So it is all happening. Um, but I really want to, to improve and continue to get better uh, and be able to make such a, a great impact from the stage because at, on the stage, I have the ability to speak to so many people in a live room. And there's just something different about the transfer of energy when you're live. It is. Um, so, so look, the podcast exploding, the membership, the masterminds, all that stuff, um, the keynote speaking, which is taking off, I, I say very humbly, but I just want to continue to get better and improve uh, and to become the very best in the world or the best that I could be at least. Well, that, that's a big thing. <laughs> that's a big thing. And I think there's a room for you yeah, for what I've, I've seen in this one. But, and, and with your personality that I, even though that you said it's, it's very shy, and it still is a little bit, but, but you get really the explosion happening when you are in person with people. So yeah, I think that, that that's a good thing. And that's something really excited to see you on stage. Yeah. And, and I can't wait to see you in person soon. Oh, me neither. Me neither. But I this is something yeah, it, it will. And this is something that, <laughs> that uh, is actually really funny, but, also brings me down to the quantum leap, what we talked about a bit earlier. Uh, today's world, the technology is helping us so much to break, to do the breakthroughs, but also to find the tribe and just go forward with our dreams and then put them into reality. Yeah. So I think that that is amazing and it makes everything so much easier. Of course, you need to make the transformation over there, but, but then you use the yeah. mindset. That's it. Why people should take a little time to stop and think what's really going on is in their life you know that's a great question too and, and that's what i did for the first time ever in the beginning of the pandemic when i shut down my office mm -hmm. uh, on wall street i saw a lot of people doing a lot of netflix and a lot of day drinking i said that's not going to be me and yeah. i'd always felt guided as you know um but i actually took a second to just reassess and to just a second <laughs> probably a couple weeks but just to yeah. ask myself the deep, powerful questions, something very powerful about a good question. I ask myself, yeah. am I happy? Right. Mm -hmm. Or, um, what do you really want? What do I really want? Or why am I here? What is my purpose? All That's that stuff. Really deep questions. Yeah. Really uh, big questions. Not easy really, answer. No, really big, like thought provoking questions yeah. um, that really made me think. And the mindset, NLP, and all that things, yeah, it, it all they helped you? Of course. I utilized all my strategies and my sharpening the axe and all my tools in my toolbox. Um, but, but ultimately, like for anyone listening, like you asked the question, I think everybody should ground themselves to whether it's meditating or whatever it is that your mm -hmm. process is, but really take a second to ask yourself the, the tough, powerful, challenging questions. This way, you can get clarity on how you want to show up and who you want to become for the rest of your life. And there's that. <laughs> Bang. Bang, there's that. <laughs> I think that is just so important in life that we, in, you know, the life goes on and lots of things are happening, 
but every now and then you should sit down and just write down things and, and see where you want to go, see what the vision is and how you can apply to that to become right. a reality. That's correct. hundred percent. You got to take some time. Sometimes yep. you just take a, a short step back to take a quantum leap forward. Mm -hmm. That's something that I learned two times, right? On the wall street, which the, the pandemic yep. provided me an opportunity to, to reassess. And then when I was going hundred miles an hour with CLS, the tumor, both situations provided me an, an unexpected opportunity to ground myself. And they both turned out to be quantum leaps for me. So they, they once, even, even though you had to stop for unexpected ways and reasons, and you couldn't just go forward the way that you thought that you would go. You took a couple of steps back and then you took really big swing to the forward. <laughs> that's correct. So that, that's what we need to pay attention also, just to correct. sit down and whatever that is, like you said, meditate or something. Okay. Last but not least, when people are seeking something to do with the mindset and they want to do the transformation where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Craig Siegel underscore CLS. Anywhere you listen to the podcast, the CLS experience, record-breaking show. Uh, but ultimately, the website, CultivateLastingSymphony.com, where you can find out how to join the CLS membership, the masterminds, one-on-one -on -one coachings, all the things. Uh, and if you're in the U.S. and you love daily inspiration, text me at 917-634-3796. Bottom line, come say hello. I love to connect, uh, and I love to spread positive vibes and energy. And you do that. <laughs> and you do that. <laughs> and I hope the listeners have gotten all the, the same energy here that what we've been seeing now face to face, face to face, virtually here, but, but also through the podcast very soon. So I, I hope you got the energy. And this conversation was awesome. Like I said earlier, you challenged me in ways that no one ever has in terms of specific questions. I know the audience is going to be better for it. And, and straight up, I'm better for it. So thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining me today and, and just bringing people these gems that you've learned and, and the things that they can do, the, really the tools and the tips. Because I think that those things that we share, what we experience is, is really, really important for others to know. And that's my way of, of you know, showing up in this world to share the network and share the lessons learned with with anyone that we come across because that's the way that we can build a better future and, and the better world. That's it. It's it just spread positivity and help people understand that there's a choice. And yes. what I mean by that is there's a choice to work on ourselves and, and to listen exactly. to the dream in our heart and, and to raise that volume and so forth and step into our powers. Each and every single one of us have a gift. Oh yes. And, and we should just, you know, lighten that and just sharpen the ass, as you said. That's it. <laughs> there we go. Well, thank That's you, Gret, so much for being part of this podcast and just to sharing your wisdom and thank the you energy. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being you. So much love and respect. The best part about you and I, is it's just the beginning of the friendship in, in all reality. I know we've been, you know, really close for about a year, but we, we have we so have. much time together and I can't wait to give you a big fat bear hug in person sooner than later. Oh, yes. I definitely agree on that. I definitely agree on that. So I want to thank you so much for today's talk and hope the people find the gems that what I found here and reminded you've been reminding me. <laughs> so I want to wish you a very good day. Uh, it's going to turn evening here where I'm in Finland and you are there in New York in the big apple. So 
So <laughs> you have a great day. And I thank you. And I want to thank for our listeners today to coming along and being part of this show and hope you can grab the right very, very specific gems from this conversation to be part of your daily life. So humble thanks to you, Greg, and humble thanks to the audience. 